Wild hair. Wild hair, beard oil and grooming products. So I've recently had a change in a sponsor and I am very, very proud to announce that this podcast is now sponsored by Wild Hair. So Chef from 11 years ago called Ollie has decided to go all in on this grooming product. Got some information here. Tame that hair with Wild Hair UK. This Hampshire-based male grooming business is the brainchild of ex-Michelin star chef Ollie Moore. Whether it's a minty fresh beard oil you're after or some citrus and spice nourishing balm, Wild Hair has pretty much all of the profiles covered. Ollie has put together his love for the kitchen and beard care in a bottle with an added twist of some heavy metal retro comic book vibes. So if that doesn't grab your attention, then you're clearly looking in the wrong place. We've also got a bit of information about what it actually does for you. We'll make sure that it doesn't burn your face off. It's all CPSR certified and it's just fantastic. Um, I'm offering a 15% discount when using the code Bedlam UK. So that's B E D L A M U K. So shout out to Ollie and tame that hair. Cheers. www.wildhair.co.uk. That's W I L D H A R E. Two Lasses Spirits, www.twolassespirits.co.uk. Feel free to check out the episode that I did with them in season nine. I think it's season nine, episode eight. Uh, use code Bedlam10 at checkout for discount 10%. And uh, shout out to Lindsay and Rebecca from Two Lasses Spirits for hooking me up with the bottle. The nicest, smoothest rum I've ever tried in my entire life. And I'm not just saying that to sell bottles. It's genuinely really nice. So yeah, check it out. www.twolassesspirits.co.uk And uh, shout out. So yeah, cheers guys. Good evening and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. I am a very, very tired boy today. I reckon I've had about three and a half hours sleep, but the grind will continue. And we've got a bit of a special guest on tonight, because I've never, ever spoken to anyone about this topic before. We've got Jacob's Ladder Makeup on the podcast tonight, and we're going to be talking about special effects makeup and uh, everything that goes on behind the scenes. So, Jacob, how's it going? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, I'm not bad, thank you. Like I say, I'm pretty tired, but once I've done this interview, I'm going to go to Spoons with my mate John in his bedroom and, uh, yeah, paint the town red and, you know. And a few drinks, can. why not? Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, let's start at the beginning. So, I try to ask this to every guest, but sometimes I just forget because I'm a bit useless. How was school for you, Jacob? Um, well, I say it was in well normal sort of thing. Um, when, well, I started off at well, see all the primary schools, and then we ended up at Way Valley for a couple mm-hmm. of years. A um, couple of years there, and then just sort of things happened. I ended up having to go to uh, a different school, which ended up being a, a private school um, mm-hmm. up in Yeovil. And a lot of people assumed that with 
with private schools and stuff that it's like uh what i think like saint trinian's wild child that sort of thing it really wasn't <laughs> yeah, well the yeah. one i went to anyway there was a man yeah there was a manor house in there but i mean majority of the people that were there were uh, either naval and army army kids or farmers so it was a very weird divide <laughs> but it was yeah it was definitely nothing it was just like a normal school but just having a a private private education but it was nothing like you expect to see in the films or anything so but pretty standard pretty standard school thing really just yeah yeah, yeah exams and everything there wasn't anything weird about it at all it was just yeah standard old school <laughs> were, were you part of a clique or were you able to kind of weave in and out of circles of people I sort of weaved in and out with some circles because I used to play um, rugby. So there was quite a few different mixes of like groups within the rugby within the rugby team. So that was kind of a nice thing. But majority, I stayed with like a clique of people that were all into the same sort of stuff. So same sort of music, same sort of films, same sense of humor. Just yeah. very much. I I did tend to stick to a clique, but mm-hmm. we we tried to. So there was it was such a small year group that we sort of all got on with everyone. But there were sort of very specific cliques that were in that group as well <laughs> yeah yeah i okay, get yeah what is the naughtiest thing you did at school that you can remember god um probably the only thing that really sort of i can i can say sort of mm. yeah i see i wasn't really like I, was, I always did stupid stuff but it was never like naughty things because let's say it was all sort of as as it was the word the probably the weird the one that i remember is when i was probably near 10 or year 11 um because you're a boarding school some people stayed over on the weekends so that's what we did and then they would take you to somewhere just to go out like shopping for you know just just to go into town to get out of the school grounds so we did that in a group of my friends um probably so we we ended up getting caught by teachers we were smoking um and obviously it was frowned upon uh, that was probably the one thing that I remember, like the worst thing that mm. happened while I was at school. There were things outside of school that I did, but that wasn't yeah, during yeah. school. Time, so that's fine. <laughs> no worries. So I can't really remember how we met in terms of like the day that we met, but I knew that you were pretty passionate about the music scene in Weymouth, and obviously I had a hand in kind of running it and helping Hourglass out, and you were in a few bands and stuff like that, and that's how I find most of my guests. Um, can you remember how we met? I don't really. It's through Matty. Matty Bowditch. Right. Yeah. I I wasn't in any bands at that point. I was just really good friends with Matty because obviously we were, um, yeah. And it was, he, I think, I think I originally saw you at Finn's once. And I think that was it. I think we were watching, um, Mm. one of, one of our friends bands play, Mm. um, and sort of bumped into you, but that was it. But it wasn't until Matty said to me that, Oh, oh! Do you want to do, do you want to do, do some music promotion stuff? Do you want to just help set up gigs? And I was like, all right. And then you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we ended up starting <laughs> doing the hourglass to start with, so, and then we went to advanced promotions as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. That was sort of yeah, that was sort of where we first met was through the bond of music from the live shows. Because yeah, it was something I say something I was really passionate about. Because Weymouth, Weymouth for music scenes, we had Finns. Mm-hmm. And it went, you know, Finns had some good shows, but if we wanted to go and see bigger bands, it was always having to go to like Yeovil, Southampton, Bristol to go see shows. Yep. So the fact that there was this opportunity to bring bands to Weymouth yep. uh, was incredible. So that's why I was so passionate about that was because, yeah, who doesn't want to have live music right on your doorstep? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing um, 
my passion play the pavilion and yeah that was my favorite band at the time when yeah yeah our, uh, my passion i had a i was one of those uh fans that had like anything to do with my passion like from crying magazine stuff just ripped out and posted on the wall yeah yeah, like yeah. any I, I had limited edition prints and everything at the time it was like so to have them down was the biggest thing for me mm. at that point in time because it was like my my most favorite bands that yeah yeah was ever there so yeah, yeah that was one of the first ones we did i think it was a glamour of the kill yeah 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 glamour of the kill my passion and i think our first show was mallory knox mallory knox not advised yeah and yeah. i was like oh first one i was up in the crow's nest one of the smallest rooms yeah that was it and in me played the crow's nest and i can't remember like i i think i probably had a child when lena told me he'd actually booked in me i was like you realize i'm my favorite <laughs> band of all time and i will like fanboy like a motherfucker while setting their stage up and yeah crazy time i think the one i remember though is not with hourglass but um it was when we moved to advanced promotions yeah yeah uh, and we had sabaton mm. and they came in and they were like so where can we put the tank and uh, we were just like sorry <laughs> what do you mean tank and it was that fucking huge plywood tank where the drum was on it we were like yeah you can't fit the tank in here that is not gonna fit in this in this, this little venue like it's not designed for that but i mean yeah, to yeah. be fair there were quite a few interesting bands that had weird demands mm. throughout the throughout the uh the time that we had there yeah yeah yes yeah, some, some of the bands i respected at the start and then after meeting them in person and actually trying to mm. talk with them i realized they weren't well they weren't not nice people but they were just very arrogant and mm. that kind of put me off some of the bands i used to like yeah yeah but, yeah yeah, most of them were, were wonderful people, like especially Benji from Skindred. Like, he's yeah, incredible. yeah, yeah. I remember uh, that. That was cool. And I remember it. I remember that so well because the first time we put him on in Weymouth, uh, I hadn't seen him since two thousand and eight when I saw him in the Orange Box in the Oval, so a yeah. hundred cap venue. And I remember seeing him walking through town. This was just after Babylon came out, so it was only their first album. And I went to say hi to him, and he ignored me. And I held a grudge on him ever since then. I went to the show, but obviously I held a grudge. But then he was coming to Weymouth. And so obviously I actually talked to him about it. And I said, look, back in 2008, you, you played your Orange Box. You just released Babylon. And I saw you walking through the town. I said hi. And you walked past and ignored me. And he straight up apologized. He was just like, I'm really sorry, dude. Like, at that point, I thought I was bigger than God. Like, I let the fame go to my head. He was like, I'm really sorry about that. And then, yeah, and he would just, we just chatting and everything after that and then literally every time we put him on if it was yeah, yeah. here Bournemouth wherever it was he always remembered me for that yeah, man. and I always give him credit for that I mean I'm still friends with him on Facebook so like <laughs> mm. yeah, fucking always... own it man fucking own it yeah. just be like yeah sorry I was a bit of a twat back then and I'm trying to change now and trying to become a better person so yeah exactly and that's why yeah. I, I always always give Benji credit for that he's an incredible person he's just so lovely yeah, yeah. and wonderful he, yeah, he said he owned up to his <clears> mistakes or well not his mistakes but yeah, yeah, for something he'd done to to a fan, so I will always yeah, be yeah, credit yeah. for that. Yeah, I think my friend's about to interview um, the drummer of Skindred soon over on his podcast, oh. Nevermind Polly podcast, Matt Bacon, who is working his fucking ass off at the moment. He's oh, yeah. just interviewed a shitload of bands at Bloodstock, and then he went straight from Bloodstock to Arc Tangent and interviewed a shitload of bands there as well. So mm. shout out, legend. Hopefully, getting him on next year at some point because we are uh, oh. we want to do a bit of a swap and you know cross pollinate our audiences and stuff. Well, awesome. yeah, so definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. 
So, the reason we're here promoting your stuff is because you've got a bit of a passion for makeup, special effects. Yes. So, how did that come about? And if someone wanted to book you for an event, what is the process? I would say just to be anything like that. If if it was to to book for anything, it would just be to contact me on like TikTok or Instagram. Yeah. Or my email. So my TikTok and my email address are very. It's just Jacob's Ladder Makeup. And obviously, yeah. my email is Jacob's Ladder Makeup at Gmail dot com. But my Instagram, I had to change that because I did have an original one, but it got hacked, and they deleted mm. all my posts on it and stuff. So I had to start again. Um, yeah. So that one is Jacob Jacob's Ladder Makeup underscore official, and that's my mm. Instagram handle. But they're sort of the the three platforms I use. Um, don't really well, I don't use YouTube, but I'll sort of get into that in a little bit with those. But um, I started well. We started when I was at college or university, and we started learning because um, I studied drama and theatre. Um, and then when I went to university, it was uh, theatre and media studies, um, especially like acting and drama but one of the courses in there was like theater and media makeup it yeah. was all very basic so it was just like standards foundations and things you would need to use to just correct yourself so you wouldn't look white and ghostly on stage uh and then so sort of learning from that and practicing products I was like actually this is sort of quite fun learning and sort of learning how to do very basic cuts and bruises and i was like oh this is you know more interesting because i like to make you know i like the weirder creepier more gory violent stuff um and then it wasn't until sort of that sort of time when i was really getting into my like horror movies so my favorite franchise at the time and probably still one of my favorite franchises now is the saw franchise just love love the storyline of it and the the traps and all the gags that are in it are just incredible and really really clever and genius ways of how they come up with ideas for that uh and i was just watching the behind the scenes of it and just seeing the application the thought process and seeing how they can get someone looking normal to having an eye bulging out and half their brain missing like yeah, yeah. Uh, and then since then i was like wow this is incredible like, this is so artistic and just takes a lot of talent to have everything look so realistic or to the point where you wouldn't be able to tell mm. uh, it was a dummy or you know fake body or something yeah, yeah, yeah and then from that point on it was a case of i was always just teaching myself and learning and studying how to do special effects makeup because yeah. um, I did originally want to go back to uni after I finished my two years um, with theatre and media to go back to do special effects specifically at Bournemouth Arts Uni but I got a placement for Bournemouth Arts but the student financing or student loans teams um, basically turned around and said because you've done two years of uni you'd have to fund the first year yourself Okay. and that was ten and a half grand plus my kit fees and everything else so yeah. I couldn't afford couldn't afford ten and a half grand, so I was like, "Well, I can't go back to uni then, so I'm just gonna have to teach myself and study and just practice." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's how I started doing the special effects, and because of that, I then started getting into just normal beauty style makeups and sort of more weird avant-garde style. Yeah. Creative art makeup, and that was because it was the the color theory, and you could still create weird, creepy looks with no special effects material at all uh and then yeah just learning color theory how bruises worked and everything and then that's how i started to learn to do normal beauty makeup mm. with just doing doing that so obviously i'd learned up ended up being uh did two music videos for as flames rise yeah 
So I did Victims, which was the first one I did for them. And I'm actually in the video as well as doing the makeup. So the in the video, it's two people sat back to back, which uh, mm. it, in the end turns out to be the two, the two singers, so my brother Oscar and then Matty. Mm. Um, but I ended up uh, standing in for uh, Oscar. Is sat in the chair, so obviously... I was I was sat there obviously pretending to be my brother and then yeah the ending where they lift the bags off and they've got all the bruised faces swollen eyes and everything that was me doing that yeah. and redemption uh, which is when I ended up I think I only took about twenty or thirty minutes because we didn't have a lot of time but I did that to Simon Dean yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he yeah so he literally sat there for twenty minutes while I just threw a load of like cuts bruises load of fake blood on him and then we were like right rip your shirt we'll throw some mud on you and then just mud, uh, dirt, dirt and blood on the knees and the hands, just anything we could for that, just to make it look like he'd been running through a forest and been attacked. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but that, that was sort of the main two music videos for that. Uh, but I want to get back into doing music videos because after that, oh, it yeah. wasn't too long. And I moved down to Plymouth. So mm. sort of everything where all the music was where people were doing music, I lost that connection because down in Plymouth, I didn't know anyone. Yeah. So that's, since coming back here, that's sort of one thing I want to do. So... I want to try and do some something slightly different rather than just always cuts and bruises. I want to try you know, yeah, yeah. music musicians that want to do zombies or cyberpunk or something a bit more SFX heavy. Mm. I would I would happily do that for any 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 oh, musicians yeah, uh, just because it's it, it gives it gives videos a weird look as well. You can really create some interesting things instead of it just being I say a lot of the time just bands playing in a room. Yeah, yeah. It, you can add extra things to it. So obviously, yeah, that's one thing I want to get back into with that. But yeah, yeah. yeah I started going for SFX just because, because yeah, just because of my uh, university course, really. Yeah, fantastic. I could definitely um, reach out to a couple of the bands that I've had on here and see if they're up for doing some music videos because I think COVID really fucked everything. And a lot yeah. of bands had to do, like, lyric videos. And, you know, lyric videos are cool and, you know, they're quite cheap, but there's nothing quite like a full-on performance like no. some of them I've I've worked on music video shoots and they take like three fucking days to like you know post and it's a whole project doing a music video as opposed to a oh, lyric yeah. video you know and that's the thing and I mean e even as simple as um I was I was in talks um I honestly don't, I don't know if I think that music video is done and dusted now but originally I was talking to Steve from Seven C uh, and he wanted a full demon <laughs> in one of his videos so yeah yeah he wanted so I, I came up with these designs of full de demonic creatures with wings and pipes and tubes hanging out of it and yeah spitting spitting blood and everything but yeah that never actually came to fruition but i've got, yeah. still got that demonic design in my head still of yeah, yeah. how i'd want it. <laughs> maybe next time i know they're still active i think i got a message from them earlier saying please check out our story or something yeah um, no they're yeah. i think they're releasing new songs to us soon i know they're just about to go on tour as well um yeah with that but i say one of the ones artists recently that I would really want to do a music video with because it's the sense of the style that it's, he's been doing recently with a lot of his videos is Kubrick or Sam yeah, Kubrick. Yeah, yeah. Like his music videos are so they're slightly dark and twisted and there's yeah. elements in there of sort of not special effects but that sort of style of thing. Mm. Um, so that would be one person I would really enjoy working with because I, I sort of know him anyway. Yeah, yeah. A little bit through doing shows and promotions. So, yeah, yeah, through Shields and um, stuff, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like, yeah, I'd really enjoy doing a music video with Sam on that oh, one. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. 
Yeah, because some of his music videos have got like VR and they've got like a futuristic kind of theme to them, haven't they? So yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's always that sort of weird. There's always a slight edge to it. It's not just like because it you hear some of it and you think, oh, it's just standard pop music, and then actually you listen to the layers, and then it gets heavier and heavier as the song progresses, and then the video gets darker and weirder. And, and yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, his, his voice in those songs as well is going going from his falsettos that he can hit to his deep guttural low growls that he does in his songs is just mind-blowing that he can do that full range of mm. vocal work in it oh i hope that works out because that would be really good because he seems to be very very um what's the word selective on the gigs he plays and, oh yeah um, i mean he's yeah I think it was, he, he was supporting one of his first ones he was supporting buried tomorrow yeah like, and the city is ours and He's got something soon. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Invisions oh, and um, Ocean's Eight Alaska. Yeah. yeah, that was another one. Yeah, and um, just... I know he's just done. I think he did a show with um, Our Hollow, Our Home as well. So yeah, it was yeah, a video that's of him, it. Of him doing guest vocals on one of their songs. Yeah, yeah, so. that was it. Yeah, it was there. Halloween. Yeah, 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 man. Go to Halloween. Fucking do some makeup there, man. You'd make a killing. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So with makeup and stuff with the special effects specifically do you go to clients and say this is my portfolio would you like some of this from the existing catalogue or do you like saying you know what would you like kind of like a tattoo where there's a bit of give and take and a bit of design compromise yeah so I mean a lot a lot of the things like if someone wants a straight up copy of something I've done before I'll, I'll happily do a straight up copy of something I've done before but when it comes to a lot of things I do like to do individual for each client, just because it means that it's something slightly different, slightly something unique for that person. So yeah, I, I, always, I always say, what do you want? What's your ideas? Um, what, do you, what, what do you want as a, as a look for it? So um, it, yeah, it can be anything. So that's why I say like with uh, the best one is like, one I can talk about is Steve from 7C. Mm. Um, and I was like, what are your ideas? And he was like, oh, you know, demonic, you know, satanic demonic creatures, yeah. um, maybe a devil. So, um, and yeah, so I said, okay, so we can do this idea where I sort of pulled rough ideas from other work that other people had done and said, so we can take like, maybe have like the influence like these horns, but then include this section here. So it means that it gives this a different shape and we can make it more cyberpunk by having tubes. So I sort of show references to what I'm thinking and then trying to sort of explain to them the mm. sort of the idea and then I'll sort of try and sketch it out and yeah, yeah. show them. Even if it's a really crude sketch, it's just mm. so they can get an idea for how it looks. Yes, um, but that's so... how I would do it for each, each individual person. Very visual, is that. yeah. And also, it, also, I always do ask on what the budget would be because mm. depending on the budget depends on what I can do. Yeah. So very lower budget ones, it would be probably using things like liquid latex and tissue paper um, and then just sort of makeup to enhance things. Or if they have a bit more money, then we can go into full silicone prosthetics. So it means we can actually get a lot more detail, a lot more texture on things. Uh, and it means that we can have that higher level of realism in it because mm. la liquid latex and paper you can go only so far and then it will just mm. look like liquid la liquid latex and paper yeah, yeah, yeah. but silicone prosthetics once they're blended into the skin and they everything's applied to it you can't 
you can't see the seams or you can't see that it's part of a piece it looks like it's actually part of the skin yeah so that's another thing as well it's always a, bu a budget thing with that as well absolutely sometimes it's it's worth spending a little bit extra to get a higher quality product so then yeah, the yeah. end result especially for like music videos or photography yeah, yeah. Um, higher quality products are definitely a lot better for that mm. yeah. yes that's how it would be with that so when you see like the old Godzilla films and they're not like CGI and you're like, mm. what the hell is that? Like that literally looks like a man in a suit. Whereas oh, yeah. nowadays, you know, it's computer generated and it actually looks like, you know, Jurassic Park, you know, style. Whoa, that actually looks like a dinosaur in someone's back garden sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they even look at like the 90s Jurassic Park. I still think that those special effects have... Um those visual effects from the 90 Jurassic, the 1990s Jurassic Park looks better than some of these films nowadays. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at anything like um, The Thing, the original, well, not the original, the remake mm. of The Ring, but not the 2013 one. It was like the John John Carpenter's The Ring, The Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. the thing I liked about that was that that was all practical work. So all, all, the, all the puppetry, all the gore, all the, you know, hands going into the stomach and getting chewed off. It was all real practical effects. Yeah, yeah. But then to the 2012, 2013 remake, and it was all CGI characters, and it looked appalling. And that showed you, even though Car John Carpenter's was an 80s film, practical effects made it look so much better than CGI. So um, I, I love I love the, the, the sort of old janky films yeah. like that. So like... Oh Godzilla, where you can see it's a, a person in a suit, or yeah, yeah. King Kong in the 1920s or 1930s, yeah. when it all claymation, so it was all sort of slightly robotic. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I like anything like that. But yeah, sometimes I, 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 you can tell the difference most of the time between like SFX and yeah, um, SFX and real, and that's like things like even as simple as The Walking Dead. Sometimes even the simplest things like a blood splatter effect is yeah. computer generated you can see it's computer generated yeah 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 it's not hard to load a it's not that hard to load a fire extinguisher with a load of fake blood and just press a button and it flies out so okay. <laughs> i like it i like it what is your favorite film uh well i would say it depends on what mood i'm in but like i would say if you if you ask me like disney because i'm a real big disney nut then it would definitely be lilo and stitch or emperor's new groove i think they're just really classic films especially emperor's new groove it's so underrated i think as, mm. as a disney film um mm. i think horror films that's always a bit of a weird yeah, one yeah i like different horror films for different things so i say i love the saw film because of how weird it is and just the level extremes for some of these traps um but no I, I think i think horror movie wise i i would always have to i would always i could easily watch saw all the time and not mm. not get bored by it um but then yeah i've got a lot like a lot of weird ones so like i have like my favorite like even musical films like moulin rouge is my favorite from that just because yeah. it's it's it was contemporary songs done in the style of a musical so it has like the songs from the police in there with roxanne it has yeah uh it was like teen spirit from nirvana it's got madonna like a virgin but it's all done in the style of a musical and i thought and it's Baz Luhrmann. He's always just a weird, creepy guy. But film-wise, I think if I had to go for like a style or thing, it wouldn't be like a set film, but it'd be Tim Burton films because mm. it's that weird, either really bright, bold, and colourful, 
or is really dark and gothic, but it's always that weird twisted sense. And I think, yeah, any film by Tim Burton would be, <laughs> so I wouldn't say a specific film, but just Tim Burton. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So with makeup, just taking a step back from SFX for a sec, mm-hmm. there's obviously a lot of activity on YouTube about makeup. I have to confess, I don't watch any of it really. The one thing that I do know about is Shane Dawson, ex Jeffree Star. That documentary is fucking awesome. And oh, I yeah. recommend and I mean, that I've got... to anyone. But um, there we go. Conspiracy yeah. palette. Yeah, so, I've got that and the mini, conspiracy, the mini controversy as well. So Yeah, yeah, that's it. So would you ever consider putting your content on YouTube and what personal sort of YouTube channels do you find yourself getting inspired by if you were to watch those videos? I, I, it'd be a bit of a weird one. If I, well, for my, my content at the moment, it's very sort of very specific. So say for, for Instagram, it's just it's the beauty looks and that, that's what I have on there. Um, my TikTok is actually character based. So I actually have three characters that I do full makeup for and then do do stupid videos with them so that's what i tend to do i mean i've got one character that has got more s effects in it yeah and then one that's just a clown which most of the time he ends up just being covered in blood so and he uses a uh well the mike m marching jacket is his main thing so okay um i think youtube I, if i was going to do youtube videos i think i would just do yeah, I, I would do SFX work. So, you know, try to just show showing how to ab- apply products and just have fun and try and think of like, oh, today we're going to try and mix these SFX products together to try and create something. That sort of weird thing, or like reviews of products as well. So, I mean, I have a vast collection of <laughs> a vast collection of makeup. I have yeah, yeah, a couple of thousand pounds worth of makeup here. Yeah. Um, so I, I think yeah I would definitely do that because I do like to see how low quality pro- not low quality low price products yeah I know what you mean what higher price because um, yeah, yeah. I have been in between from drugstore all the way up to ridiculously priced foundations I have in my drawer and I'm just like so mm. I would like you know I do that sort of thing and so I, I would do sort of a mix between different things but I think at the moment um, the 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 ones I do tend to go for. Um, at one point, it was very heavily just Jeffrey Star. Like that was the the thing I used to watch all the time because I used to buy all the products that Jeffrey used to release. Every time it was a new eyeshadow palette, new lipsticks, n- a new collection mm-hmm. of anything, I would be there watching the releases and watching the reviews he did on products because I trusted his opinions on yeah, things. Yeah. That's why I did that. Yeah. Um, Tati Westbrook was another one that I used to watch. Um, I do watch her occasionally. Um, but one of the ones that I was I would always watch religiously as soon as a new video come out, there were two. There was an Australian called Made You Look, who she was a body painter, who did very simple SFX to go with the body paint. But she was really, so she's really skilled, really talented, incredible, incredible artist. Um, and then someone called Glam and Gore, um, and she, again, she was a heavily, she was heavily inspired by SFX. Most of her stuff was, she would do, like, she would do a Snow White makeup, and then she would do like a gore version of it. So she would say, so what would happen if, you know, it wasn't a, it was a poison apple, but it wasn't one that sent her to sleep. It was a, a poison apple that started eating at her skin from the inside, 
and then she would do like an SFX look to go with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, glam and gore major look was sort of the ones I w- always used to go to, but glam and gore Mikey hasn't done anything in a very long time. She tends okay. to stick to Instagram now, so she hasn't uploaded to YouTube in I think like two years of any makeup right. looks. Right, right. Um, for the moment, I I do watch makeup stuff on YouTube, but not as much because. I feel with YouTube at the moment. Um, so Robert Walsh is another one. He's a, a, a professional makeup artist, and uh, he does a lot of testing and sort of weird viral products and stuff uh, from TikTok and YouTube. And he, so that's one I watch more than anything at the moment. If it comes to makeup videos, is um, Robert Walsh because I just think he's a, just a really good artist. But yeah, there there was a point sort of before the pandemic it was like during that like that shane Daw- shane dawson jeffrey star mm-hmm. um heyday when they did that docuseries that yeah, yeah. there was so many there were so many youtubers there was manny mua there was laura mm-hmm. lee um there was let's say jeffrey star and there were there were so many big youtubers in the beauty community but then all of a sudden all of them were coming under fire for controversial things they had originally said or yep. um, something they'd done. And so there was always this, there was this constant drama and like, especially like with James Charles and stuff, mm-hmm. like there was mm-hmm. always something coming up with someone from the beauty community about how they treated another person that it would got to the point where it was either videos of them saying something about another YouTuber or they were going on there to apologize for something they had done. And it just got to the point where it wasn't about beauty anymore. It was all about drama. And it just, the, the beauty community, it's from YouTube, I feel, was just, it got to quite a toxic place. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't about the makeup anymore. They were doing makeup videos, but then they would have to do an apology video afterwards, or they would have to, <laughs> while they were doing the makeup, they would then be slagging someone off. So constantly backtracking it, everything they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it got to the point where I just kind of stopped watching beauty YouTubers. Yeah, I get it. Because it just, it got to the point where it was just getting boring and I I just didn't want to hear about all the drama because... absolutely, yeah. The thing is, if I was following one of the the artists, so for instance, Jeffree Star, I follow Jeffree Star and... um, it, it, it got to the point where people were like, oh, if you if you follow and like his content and clearly you're supporting everything, and it just got to the point where I was like, I can't even be bothered to, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm watching something I like. and Yeah, yeah, energy, man. You're, so you're, you're being yeah, yeah. You're being judged for, for something you like, so it was just, just like, no, I'm not yeah. going to bother with that. Um, so Draining for a long your time, energy, yeah, yeah. Exactly, so for a long time I didn't even watch beauty YouTubers. I ended up watching things like um, Try Guys and... Um, yeah, yeah. Corridor Digital, which is another one which I really enjoy, but that's more right. VFX. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I like comedy and computer artistry rather than mm. normal beauty makeup because I just couldn't be bothered with yeah, hearing about all the drama. So nice. Awesome. Right, well, we're about to end this Zoom meeting, so I'm going to email you another link in a second. So just join okay. it as you did with this one, and then I've got some quick fire questions for you. Okay. Talk about the future and uh, mm-hmm. what you've got up what you're up to in the next couple of months so um oh okay go to a quick ad break and uh speak to you soon i speak to you soon welcome back so quick fire questions so the first thing that comes into your head 
like you're in therapy, but this one's a free session, right, Jacob? All right, okay. Is a Kinder Egg? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is a Kinder Egg a toy, or is it a deliciously chocolatey treat with a toy inside as a bonus? Chocolate is a chocolate treat with a toy inside. Okay, fair (laughs) enough. Controversial. Baby bear or cheese string? Uh, cheese string. Camping in a tent or a static caravan? I'd say a caravan because there's less chance to collapse on you. Good answer. Living in a city or living in a countryside? City. Hands down. Chocolate or sweets? Uh, chocolate. Bath or shower? Shower. Mornings or evenings? Evenings. Mint choc chip or chocolate orange? Chocolate chili. <laughs> Neither. <To> four. <laughs> the answer C. Love it. Um, what's the other one about chocolate? No, we've done chocolate. That's fine. Favorite animal? Uh, oh god. Um, I say a dog. I mean, yeah. Can't yeah, with a dog. dog. Favourite animal noise? Mine's a goose. You can't beat a good honk. I think the turtle's humping. It's quite a... It's that weird little, like, mm. noise. It always just makes me laugh every time. It just reminds me of YouTube. <laughs> every time someone says that, it just reminds me of that fucking video. Love it. <laughs> right. Prison question. I've prefaced this, pre-recording. If you went to prison, you'd done something bad, you spend 24 hours in prison but you get £10,000 every single 24 hours you're in prison Right. you can go in prison between any time of 24 hours and 6 months you can get out whenever you want but it is a maximum security prison and I cannot guarantee your safety there's a chance you might get humped there's a chance you might get shanked would you be willing to do it for 10k a day I would probably do one day, see how it goes. Uh, and if I feel like I'd be able to survive a bit longer, I would just, until I felt I was in like real danger, then I, yeah, decided to just run. <laughs> yeah, and you could just get out straight away. Love it. Yeah, yeah no, I'm done now. Can you get me out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're at Tesco's or any other supermarket. You're at a bit of a, you know, petrol station, service station, anything like that. What's your go-to meal deal? Normally, if they have like um, one of the like ready pasta, so either the uh, tomato, basil, and mozzarella, or the chicken and bacon pasta, either one of those two, uh, packet of McCoy's Max Paprika chips. Yes. And drink wise, it's either going to be Pepsi Max Cherry or a Starbucks uh, caramel macchiato in a takeaway cup. Okay. I didn't see the Starbucks coming. I thought you were going to go for Monster, but I used I used to drink a lot of Monster. Yeah, but man. Kind of you did. <laughs> yeah, it literally was like three or four pounds a day. But Fuck I found no. I found I found coffee gets my fix as well, just as much, and it's not as high in sugar. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Do you like the fact that now when you buy a pasta pot, you have to buy not buy you have to pick up a fork, a plastic fork doesn't exist in the pot anymore 
now really fucks me off seriously mm. the amount of times when i've gone to tesco or actually sainsbury's when i used to or, um mm. where i work for the cat where i where i work at the moment um we get sent to different places and yeah, one yeah. of the places they have a sainsbury's and the amount of times i've gone in there picked up a pasta spot pasta pot yeah, yeah. gone back to the office and then there's not a wooden fork or a thing in it i get so annoyed at myself because i didn't pick one up so i hate that they do that now yeah <laughs> i've put two in my car just in case i forget because i can't eat it with my hands no i mean the only other thing is i got to the point where if i forgot a fork i would just use the crisps and just scoop mm. the pasta up on the crisps and eat it that way and that's why ridged are the best crisps exactly because they hold their shape they don't snap when you pick up a little bit of pasta love it <laughs> So, two more questions, then I'll leave you to it. What are you up to for Halloween? Do you find that that's a busy period for you in terms of makeup land? Um, and do you have any events planned? And what does the next sort of six to 12 months look like in terms of visual effects and special effects makeup? Uh, so, say, normally Halloween, like, I, I tend to be fairly busy with myself, so with mm. TikToks and instagram coming up with ideas especially with like tiktok trying to find audios that suit my characters especially halloween themed um and instagram is trying to find weird creepy looks or things that could be inspired by different things um it can it can be so when i was down in plymouth it got quite busy but since coming back here because of the pandemic and because of everything i've not really had that much chance to sort of branch out and advertise that much at the moment just because yeah. it was at that, at that point coming back here it was basically just getting on with work because it was just I had no jobs so I had to just to sort of get back in and focus on that um, so I'm hoping eventually that it would be more popular uh, more busy for me and people will want to hire me at the moment um, yeah but at the moment it's it's not too busy calendar wise for clients or events because yeah, I've I have to sort of I've started from afresh again, yeah. and because of what happened with my Instagram page being taken down, yeah. and I've had to restart again. So it's like a third reset. Mm. So I haven't had the opportunities at the moment to sort of advertise myself and put myself out there um, to get work back again. Yeah, with that, so I've just sort of been contacting lo local photographers just to try and try and get that. But I mean, future for for me if, for SFX and things is definitely to to grow to to grow my my someone say brand but grow mm. myself as an artist so i can learn even more tricks of the trade for yeah. special effects um trying to trying to find ways to be able to even go in as an apprentice or um low level artist for very small budget tv shows films um student films anything like that just to get a, a bigger portfolio behind me mm -hmm. um to sort of start building my career up to being able to be, you know, hopefully eventually a head art, head artist in um, big projects, which I would love to do is to have that sort of that ability to be a head art, head makeup artist for some of these big horror films or big TV shows. You know, obviously one of the ones I would love to work for is, is Stranger Things with all the, the characters they do in there with all yeah. their wonderful creations. Um, uh, I mean, I do, I keep toiling as well. I'm dabbling with the idea of even starting a, a brand in the business myself. So launching products um, just because I, I, I know the sort of products I like, the sort of products I want. And the problem with relying on other brands is 
majority of the time the things I use, I love and I use the most always end up being discontinued. Yeah. Uh, so I always have to try and find replacements and sometimes the quality or the what I expected to do isn't the same as what I'm used to. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be one thing I would love is to start my own brand and then have it like products I know that other people want that have been missing for a while mm. and then be able to bring them back and keep them as a an updated and more easily usable product obviously yeah. think of things that with the original products what could be improved on them so definitely something I would want to do as well is just but obviously it's the uh, money side of things so trying to find investors and people that don't expect too much back <laughs> from yeah, it man. that's the main thing with that is people trying to yeah so that, that's sort of the, the future of what I would want is yeah. sort of head makeup artists, lead makeup artists, and uh, hopefully one day a brand that I can I can call my own and I can yeah create products that I know that other people would love as well. Mm. Well, every time I go to see a Marvel film nowadays, I have to wait a tiny bit longer to watch that end trailer because the amount of people working for Marvel now is absolutely flipping insane and a lot of them are visual effects artists and a lot of them are special effects artists so i can see how passionate you are about this and i want you to succeed if there's anything i can do to help like i'm not actually just saying this to record let me know um i don't know that many people in your arena but i'd love to uh come back in like a year and see you know that you've actually got like an entry-level job and stuff like that that would be so cool yeah yeah it would be it would be great do that but Don't see, I have a shout few... out yeah, <laughs> yeah of course I would with anything like that and it's absolutely just, yeah, I've got small connections but unfortunately it's yeah yeah with, with everything's going on at the moment they obviously want people that would qualify because they don't have enough resources to have sort of an unknown I don't want to say unqualified because I've been self-teaching but I haven't got qualifications yeah, yeah technically yeah. in in the work so that that's the problem I'm having is it's mainly the they go and we haven't got qualifications from a SFX school so mm. how do we know that you're a good artist and it's like well look at my work yeah yeah it's so, all about experience but, man absolutely yeah exactly I don't have so, but even if, even if I'm just career, doing so. yeah well yeah. so that's the thing and I mean even if it's for me I'm just always constantly booked by doing uh, music videos for people mm. like that's something else as well I would I would I would love to do as well is just music videos for people and just just being able to do that as a full-time career is the yeah, art yeah. that I do that would be my sort of dream yeah. thing really than anything it's a marriage of all of your interests in one thing of like music event promotion being on set and makeup all in one pot yeah and definitely. uh thriving in chaos which you can't get a qualification for no exactly uh, yeah you know the amount of chaos like you say especially when it's like working on music videos like i said the the as flames rise one when they were like right you've got 30 minutes to do whatever you need to do go and it's like okay <laughs> i've got to try and do this as quick as i can and not make it look bad <laughs> that that almost sounds like matty's in the band <laughs> yeah, yeah it was 30 last, minutes <laughs> it, it was literally they, they were literally just they, i i sat around so that was for the redemption shoot um yeah, yeah. and it literally, i sat around all day all day waiting to do my work and then at the end matty was like Oh, I don't know if we actually have time to do that or not. And I was like, Matt, I've been sat here all day waiting to do this. And now all of a sudden they went, all right, okay. So we had to go from Dorchester mm-hmm. to Puddle Town Forest. Mm-hmm. And then while I was there at Puddle Town Forest, they were like, all right, you've got 20 minutes to do the makeup so we can film all the shots we need. And I was just like, 
<laughs> well, Camaro, cool, Jacob. It's your time to shine. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I think I'm pretty proud with how that looked on there. If anyone is interested in booking Jacob, then please do. Go on his Instagram, Jacob's Ladder Makeup. Drop him a DM. I'm sure he'll uh, appreciate that. And um, tell him I sent you if you want. You don't have to. I'm not going to get any money out of it. But, um, yeah, I'll um, reach out to some of the people in bands that are potentially looking at doing music videos. And um, we'll get you uh, rocketing up there to stardom, all right? All right, man, so thank you. Keep really at it. it. Keep passionate as well, because I can see how passionate you are about it. So, <laughs> hell yeah. Any parting words? All good? Uh, yeah, actually, I do want to say one thing, and that was uh, when my brother was on the podcast, and he made he made a, a sly little comment. I had a shit taste in music. Nice. Um, yeah, it's... See, he, he clarified what he was saying about that afterwards, but I was still like, you said I had a shit taste in music, man. Like, that's not... And it's because like him he's very picky about his music yeah yeah well i'm very much like if it's got a good beat it's got catchy lyrics yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. It. like the one the one fight we have at the moment all the time is that i like young blood yeah yeah but, I love he young likes, blood. Like, but he likes machine gun kelly right yeah and i'm just like but the thing is because oscar's just like yeah i fucking hate young blood i just don't i just fucking hate him and i was like okay but young blood's nice to his fans it makes good music Machine Gun Kelly's a complete asshole to everyone, and he yeah. makes media music that is his second album. It sounds the same as the first one. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it is because I literally can listen to anything. Like if you're like when I'm driving in the car, I can go from Slipknot, Lamb of God, um, uh, Lorna Shaw, and then yeah, yeah. literally the next minute it goes from Lorna Shaw down to Wicked the Musical, and then everything in between. So I'm just very much like I don't know what I'm going to get when I'm in my when I'm listening to music, but yeah, 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 I was one of those. It was always a gripe. Every time I hear, every time I like, <laughs> listen back to the podcast, I'm like, "You said I had a shit taste in music." This track, <laughs> this track incoming. Like, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, no. Just every time I'm like, it's not a shit taste, shit taste in music. It's, it's just different taste. Different. It's absolutely. eclectic. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. So what I'll do is I'll do a diss track. You can do the makeup for me. And if you are listening to this, Oscar George, sort your fucking life out, mate, all right? Don't slag my fucking guests off, all right? Because I'll come for you. I know where you live. I know where your dogs are. I'm only joking. I love you, really. You spend half your yeah. life at fucking Disneyland anyway. So, yeah. Well, see, hey. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Disney next month. You're on well, a plane so, now, yeah? So this month. <laughs> yeah, no, I say, yeah, I'm there. No, no, a couple of weeks' time, I'm going to Disney. So, love it. There we <laughs> we're go. always having a competition, but he beats me going to Florida more times now, and I'm not yeah. happy about that. <laughs> bit of sibling rivalry never hurt anyone right right that's been, that's been absolute bedlam podcast thank you so much for listening watching viewing and subscribing check out the sponsors in the description they seem to be growing every week and uh thank you so much for coming on yeah because there's uh babylon uh dom's dom's a sponsor isn't he yeah dom legend yeah i say go go to him i get my hair cut by him every single time and he never disappoints me incredible guy really talented at doing the hair Mm, I mean, very good this if, is where this... if you contain my, my lock then <laughs> yeah, yeah. the most responsive person to do you fancy a pint I've ever met in my entire life so yeah shout out oh, really? Literally, just as soon as you say that he goes yes yeah 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 <laughs> it'll leave me on read for four days otherwise but I say Thatcher's haze and he's like yeah Batman signal crazy. goes off you know yeah right <laughs> nice one thanks for coming on I'll speak to you soon alright speak to you soon Keep it bedlam, guys. Cheers. Ad read time. Shanty Spirit. Botanical seaweed vodka. Vacuum distilled for fresher flavour.
met these guys a couple of years back now and they are absolutely smashing the alcohol game. All comes in a beautiful bottle that has to be seen to be believed. It's available at www.shantyspirit, all one word, .com. Uh, have a look at their website. It's absolutely incredible. It looks great. Uh, you can spin the bottle if you fancy a bit of spin the bottle like the old days. Comes in 20 centiliter and 70 centiliter bottles. And if you use the code just for you guys, Bedlam Discount at checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. So tell them I sent you using code Bedlam Discount. And shout out to everyone at Shanty that has made this possible. Uh, they're, they're doing so well. I'm really excited to see how these guys grow and expand. So yeah, please drink responsibly. Um, if you are listening to this, you know, crack out a bottle of Shanty. Check out their website as well for cocktail ideas because they've got a lot of ideas other than just drinking it with Coke like the delinquent that I am. But yeah, cheers guys. Back to the episode. Hello, hope you enjoyed that episode. Just got an ad read from a new sponsor called Set Surf. So, Set Surf is a small British company passionate about mineral sunscreen and natural skin protection. Our range of sunscreens and creams are designed to protect your skin naturally without harsh chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life. So if anyone knows me in real life, they'll know that I'm from a seaside town and one of the most important things when you go to the beach and probably anywhere in the world really, to be fair, is sun cream. And we all know how much of an absolute disaster it can be when you go to the beach without sun cream. So I want to make sure that people are using the right sun cream and not the rubbish, cheap alternatives from many, many supermarkets. <laughs> I won't call any out. Um, but yeah, this is how Set Surf is different from all that cheap, nasty stuff that will just about get the job done. So it's 100% mineral. We don't use any harsh or weird chemicals to reach SPF 50. They just use zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, which makes them perfect for sensitive skin and all of your kids. It's reef safe because we use no chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life at all. Our sunscreens are genuinely reef safe. They're also non-nano. We use non-nano sized particles which don't sink into the deeper layers of your skin like you get with some chemical sunscreens. It rubs in virtually clear, so set sunscreen rubs in very well without leaving any chalky marks or residue on your skin and they are also very, very water resistant. Lastly, they are packed with good stuff. They contain Kalahari melon oil, argan oil and aloe vera to nourish and moisturize your skin. If you shop the range at www.setsurf.com, use the code BEDLAM20 to get 20% off any of the products on their website. So that's www.setsurf.com and use the code BEDLAM20 to get 20% off of anything on their website. Right, another ad read coming right up. See you later.